Good morning. Thank you for joining us for our Word of the Day. This morning, as we continue looking through the Bible, we're going to be looking at Deuteronomy chapter number 9. As Israel is preparing to cross over the Jordan River and claim the land that God had promised to Abraham, Moses knows that they're going to be successful in everything they do. He knows they're going to conquer these enemies, they're going to drive out the land, and they're going to claim and settle the land that God had promised them so many years before. But he also knew that there was some danger associated with that success. And look what he says beginning in verse 1. Hear, O Israel, thou art to pass over Jordan this day to go in to possess nations greater and mightier than thyself, cities great and fenced up to heaven, a people great and tall, the children of the Anakims, whom thou knowest and whom thou hast heard say, Who can stand before the children of Anak? Understand therefore this day that the Lord thy God is he which goeth over before thee. As a consuming fire he shall destroy them, and he shall bring them down before thy face, so thou shalt drive them out and destroy them quickly, as the Lord has said unto thee. Speak not thou in thy heart after the Lord hath cast them out from before thee, saying, For my righteousness the Lord hath brought me in to possess this land, but for the wickedness of the, these nations the Lord doth drive them out before thee. Not for thy righteousness or for the uprightness of thine heart, doest thou go to possess their land. But for the wickedness of these nations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee, and that they may perform the word which the Lord sware unto thy fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Understand, therefore, that the Lord thy God giveth thee not this good land to possess it for thy righteousness, for thou art a stiff-necked people." See, Moses knew that there was a danger of Israel beginning to think that their success, uh, their victories, their possessing of this land and all the blessings they were going to receive, that they could begin to think it was because they deserved them, because they fought the battles. They were awesome. They were incredible and fearful and mighty warriors, and they deserved what they were getting. But he reminds them, God is the one who is fighting these battles. In fact, God is going before you to conquer the land. God is going to defeat these enemies, and you're not even going to have to raise a sword against them. God is going to fight for you. God is going to win the battle. And we see that all throughout the book of Joshua. I mean, the city of Jericho, the greatest walled city in the world at the time, they defeat that city and the walls come tumbling down, and all they do is walk around the wall and blow some trumpets. They do nothing, and God does everything. God tells Joshua, I've already given you the victory. Then, of course, later on as they're fighting people, God literally stands the sun still so they have time to annihilate these enemies. And so God is the one doing the fighting. God is the one blessing them. God is the one who is giving them everything they're going to receive. And he's not doing it because they're worthy. He's not doing it because they're righteous. He's doing it because he's gracious and merciful, because he loves them, but he's also judging these wicked nations. There was a huge danger of them falling to pride, and so God wanted them to remember why everything was happening the way that it was. He wanted them to remember they were sustained by God's grace. They were sustained by God's mercy. It wasn't because of anything good in them, because there was nothing good in them. Moses says, you're a stiff-necked people. It's like what Isaiah says, our righteousness to God 
is just filthy, disgusting rags. We bring nothing to God that God needs or God desires. Everything we receive from God is because he is good, he is righteous, and he is gracious, gracious and merciful. See, as believers, we have to remember that anything that we receive from God is because of his love and his blessing and his goodness. It's not because we're talented or we're deserving or we're popular. It's because God loves us and God is good to us. You know, James said it best. Every good gift comes from God. See, pride is the root of all sin. It's the sin that cast Satan out of heaven when he said, I will exalt myself over God. It was the sin that brought the fall of mankind when Adam and Eve said, we will be like God when we eat this fruit. We're going to get something that we deserve. And so pride is a deadly sin that we have to watch out for in all of our lives. When Jesus preached the Sermon on the Mount, he begins the Sermon on the Mount by saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, being poor in spirit doesn't mean, you know, being woe is me and being kind of a pitiful person. Being poor in spirit means recognizing who you are and who God is and who you are because of God. It is having a proper view of yourself and God. It's realizing He is righteous, He is holy, He is pure. He is love, he is gracious, he is merciful, and we, compared to God, we're filthy, undeserving, unwanted, unholy, unrighteous people who God, because of his love and because of his righteousness, is good to. We are nothing but unworthy rebels, and any good thing that happens in our lives is because of his love and his grace for us. We come to God empty, and he fills us. Let's never forget that. Thank you so much for joining us for our word of the day. Be sure to join us right back here tomorrow as we continue through the book of Deuteronomy. Have a blessed day.